Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for being here. I'll tell you, I have an amazing interview, an absolute broadcast legend here in the Indianapolis area um, where I am located. Uh, if you're not from you know, Indiana, still an amazing person and, and someone you may have heard of. Um, she worked in, in this area in the local news for, for decades, and, and after she retired um, from a, a hearing issue uh, that we're going to talk a lot about, she actually created a... A pet TV show and, and showcasing pets from around the country and it's a national um, TV show now. So just an amazing person. We can learn a lot from her about overcoming adversity and, and journalism and, and all kinds of things like that. But I don't have to do a ton of introduction because she was actually inducted into the Broadcasters Hall of Fame. So we're going to run that introduction, kind of go over her career in just a, a few short minutes. Um, so with her permission and the Broadcasters Hall of Fame permission, um, let's use that introduction. And, uh, and right afterwards, we'll just go right into the interview. Thanks for being here. And let's, uh, let's roll the introduction for the Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Patty Spittler, host and producer for Pet Pals TV and Great Day TV, has been in broadcasting for more than four decades. In the 1970s, she was one of the first female radio disc jockeys in the country. She started her career in her hometown of Dayton and then continued in Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Richmond, Virginia. In 1982, she came to Indianapolis to co-host Indianapolis Afternoon with Dick Wolfsey on Wish TV. From 1985 through 2004, she worked as a news reporter, anchor, and entertainment reporter. She traveled to L.A., New York, and around the world to do celebrity interviews. From 1990 to 2002, she hosted Patty, a quarterly entertainment-oriented show for which she won an Emmy Award. She's been nominated for 17 Emmys. Patty retired from Wish TV in 2004, 17 years after being diagnosed with an inner ear condition that causes hearing loss and balance issues. Following retirement, Patty suffered from depression. Seeking a focus for her life, she got a Bernese Mountain Dog named Louie and became the Dog Park Lady. In 2009, she was invited to join Pet Pals TV, a magazine show now seen on more than 20 stations. In 2015, Patty became the host, reporter, and executive producer of Boomer TV. In 2017, that weekend lifestyle show became Great Day TV with Patty at the helm and is seen on several Indiana stations. She volunteers her time and talent for both of these programs. Patty helps with Central Indiana animal welfare and fundraising events such as Indy Humane's Mutt Strut. Patty is also a volunteer spokesperson for Hear Indiana, which helps people with hearing loss and the National Alliance on Mental Illness. She makes personal appearances, speaking with humor, a positive outlook, and emphasis on staying relevant in a changing world. Patty shares her life with a Bernese mountain dog named Stewie, a mutt named Mabel, an indoor kitty, and a variety of stray and wild animals in her neighborhood. Patty is finally living the wild life.
I am here today with Patty Spitler. Patty, how are you? I'm Peachy Keen. How are you, Jackson? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for agreeing to join me. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for asking me. I'm, I'm here for you, as they say. I like it. All right. Well, we are going to run, you know, that, that audio that, that talks about your Hall of Fame um, career. So let's kind of just start at the beginning. And, and what got you interested in journalism, I guess, uh, you know, in, in, in the very beginning of everything? Oh, boy. Well, let's see. We have to go back a little bit. Um, when I was in grade school and then high school, uh, I, I had special challenges, too. I was, uh, I was an athletic. I couldn't do a lot of things. But I got into the drama department in uh, high school. And I had, apparently, you know, a deeper voice. Uh, and I was heavier, so I got to play the, uh, the older parts. And all of a sudden, I walked out on stage. I remember it was uh, 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 up the down staircase, and I heard applause. Oh my gosh, applause. Mm-hmm. So I kind of found my voice there. And then I can't sing or dance. So when I went to college, uh, I knew I couldn't major in theater because uh, that just wasn't going to happen. If you're going to make it in theater, you've got to be able to be uh, able to do all those things. So I did get into a new friend of mine, and I tried out for the local radio station, WVUD, the voice of the University of Dayton, Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And as a sophomore, I got on, started to do the news, and then I graduated up into being the uh, anchor. Uh, I did then morning drive for my last year and a half at the university. And then when I got out, I got a real job. I was also working weekends doing news at another radio station. And then I started traveling around. In 1982, I came to Indianapolis with a show called Indianapolis Afternoon with Dick Wolfsey. Mm -hmm. And that lasted about nine months. And I thought, well, I'll move on again. And here I am 38 years later, and this is my home. Uh, So I'm, I'm not going anywhere now. This is it. But I think uh, my interest in journalism and interest in being radio TV is because, number one, there's not a lot of different other things I can do, but I know how to talk, and I do love to tell good stories. Now, that is what I'm doing now, telling stories about people and pets and, uh, and shining a positive light. We have the news, which tells us the things we need to know, you know, who got shot and where there's a traffic jam and what's on fire. And then, oh, in politics, and then we have uh, pets and people that I can do positive things. So again, I had to quit because of my hearing loss. We can go into that later. But I can, uh, I can still do the positive stories that aren't, that aren't dependent on getting the factual information right. For instance, if fatal fire sounds like flat tire, it's time to get out of the news. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I'm lucky enough that I get to do this and and very happy to share there. How about that? Is our time up now? I like it. No. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I obviously positive, positive stories is really important. Definitely. It's always important, but definitely in in the time that we're living now. And you mentioned something, you know, you mentioned something about how, you know, when, when the, um, I guess the show that you were on came to an end, you were thinking about moving on. And that was something that kind of struck me when I was looking at your your career. Most people, when you look at, at news, definitely in these kind of middle markets, they do kind of hop around and they're all over yeah. the place. You know, they're in Indianapolis and then they're in St. Louis and then they're in, you know, Asheville, North Carolina. What made you, I guess, stay in Indianapolis and that longevity here in this one market? 
That's a good question. Um, I did have some other offers, but I really didn't want to go. I was settled in then. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm originally from Dayton, Ohio. Indianapolis isn't that much different. It is bigger than Dayton, Ohio, but I, I always liked the atmosphere here and the people were always kind to me. So uh, I did get to travel though, because I was doing celebrity interviews and movie reviews. So I was gone about every weekend for, let's see, I was at Wish TV doing news and, and anchoring and celebrity interviews for 23 years. 21 of those years I was doing entertainment along with anchoring the new news. So I, got, I did get to travel. I did get to go to New York. I got to go all around. I went to England. I went to Alaska. I didn't have to move there, but I got to go there and do the interviews and bring them back to share with my Hoosier friends. So it worked out, I think, the way it should have. I'm, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't take that offer to move to New York. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, this, I'm, I'm a Midwest girl, and this is where I should be. Yeah, I hear with when it comes to New York, it's uh, it's something oh. that probably kind of spits a lot of people out. It's 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 a tough area. Well, uh, I love New York when I was visiting, and it's it's a magical place. It's really wonderful, uh, L.A., Hollywood. But to live in some of those areas, for instance, in L.A., you got to drive everywhere. Mm. Things are terribly expensive, uh, and New York. Look what they're going through now. I mean, it's it, again, as you intimated earlier, it's it's a scary time out there. So. I prefer to, I'm where I should be and happy with, with my critters too. So uh, it's, this is this the right place for me now and forever. Yeah, absolutely. So a question I always like to ask people, definitely people that, you know, are as accomplished as, as you are, because it always kind of surprises me what, what people's answers are. But what is some, the, the thing that you are, are most proud of that, that you've done in your career? That I've won? that you've done. Oh, that I've done. See, one done. And I, I couldn't, your face was behind the microphone, so I couldn't yeah, see. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, the proudest that I've done. Well, that's a good question. Nobody's ever asked me that. Uh, I am, I'm very proud of the shows that I help to produce and I host, and I've learned to do a lot of things that I didn't have to do before. So I'm most proud of, I keep learning new things. Every time I do an interview, yes, you use the same skill set as you do, you know, when you're interviewing somebody, but you learn different things because I'm, I'm not locked into seeing the same people all the time. Every day brings somebody new with something new to offer me, something new to tell me so I can learn from them. They're the experts and I'm interviewing them. So that's my greatest accomplishment is I think my willingness and I want to learn and I like to meet new people and I like to know what it is that they know so I can share it with more people uh, on, the, on the media platform that I have. Um, I also, <laughs> this is funny and sad at the same time. Um, I volunteer now for everything that I do. Uh, you know, I'm <clears throat> old enough that I get social security and I made some investments with some property. And uh, I also have my hearing disability so I'm, you know, it's okay. I'm, it's, it's, it's not a lot, but it's okay. So I volunteer for everything I do, but my shows, Pet Pals TV and Great Day TV, I have to do sales. Oh, mm. oh my gosh, that's that's that is the hardest thing. That's the hardest thing I've ever done. Is someone you want them to help support your show, even though I don't get paid. I mean, 
cameras cost 10,000 bucks and you have to pay photographers and you have, these people need to make money, understand that. Uh, but someone will want to talk to you and you'll go out to lunch and, and then they tell you their life story and they want to be your friend. And I say, well, did you want to get on the show as a sponsor? Oh no, well, we can't afford that. Well, <laughs> I just spent seven times going out to lunch with you. You could have told me that in the beginning, but that's okay. I understand that for the most part. It's, it's just, again, back to the word challenging. It's a challenging time with what we're going through because people don't know what to expect for their business. And it's, it's really, and I don't like asking for money for sales, but I have to do it. Independent programming, if you look across the board, 99% of them fail. Why? Because of funding. It's not because they don't have a good idea. It's not because it wasn't well produced. It's because it takes money to be on the air. Uh, and times are tough. So you put those two things together. I'm, I'm proud of that fact that I actually can do some sales. So if you know anybody out there who'd like to be a sponsor of the show, let me know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I definitely want to get back to, you know, what, what you're doing now with Pet Pals TV and, and Great Day TV. Um, but you, you talked about challenges. So I think that's kind of a good segue because you did retire from Wish TV yes. um, because of, of a hearing challenge uh, that you've, you've mentioned. If you would tell us just a little bit more about that. Yeah, I had, um, what I have is called Meniere's disease, M-E-N-I-E-R-E-S. Uh, I never had even heard about it before I got it. There's no cause, there's no cure. Uh, my first attack was um, in 1987 and I was in the newsroom and then whoop, I kind of did a dizzy spell and fell down. And my friend uh, Debbie Knox took me to uh, Riley Children's Hospital because it was close by and Dr. Miyamoto, who was there and a friend of Debbie's, he looked at me, did some tests, and he said, that's Meniere's disease. Never heard of it, didn't know. What it is is water in the inner ear. Uh, I've had my eardrum lanced. They thought that might help. It, it, it did to a point. But it's, it's progressive, as I said. So I, it got to the point December 24th of 2004, and I was going in, and I was supposed to do an interview with an opera singer that day. I'll never forget that. And I thought, I'm either going to have to take my hearing aids out and not hear it or put them in, and it's going to hurt. So I, that's the day I decided to retire. And then it was effective three months later. Um, I just knew, and the stress of trying to, I won't say hide it, but you don't talk about it. Now I'm Patty Hay and I, I have a hearing disability. I don't have to hide anything. And I, I, you know, I represent here in Indiana, uh, NAMI, National Association uh, Alliance on Mental Illness, because I had severe depression. Um, I mean, that's, that was my life, was going to work. Uh, and then all of a sudden I wasn't going to work. So that leads me into the next thing. And then I decided I've always loved animals. I've always had cats because cats you could leave alone. You don't have someone looking up on the weekend and they're fine. I, I found a picture of myself with my dad when we had a dog and he loved that dog named Duke. It was a collie mix. And I thought, I want a, I want a dog now. I have the time to go out and walk a dog. And so I got my Louie um, and he, Bernese Mountain Dog. I looked at all the breeds and what to get. And uh, it was a good choice. So he literally, that dog saved my life. Uh, I had severe depression. I was on, you know, taking pills and sleeping pills. and It was a bad time. So I, that's how much pets can do for you. And I understand that. We all need something that we enjoy and love. And for me now, it's critters and helping them to live a better life. You know, if you can't hurt them, 
If you can't help them, don't hurt them. Let's, let's see what we can do. And again, with, with the COVID and the pandemic going on, more and more people are realizing how important their, their animals are in their home. Uh, when you see someone zooming and then the cat walks across the, the keyboard or, or the dog comes up. I got one dog, little, little Mabel's in here with me right now. Uh, they give us companionship and love uh, that we may not be able to do because we can't, you're not supposed to assemble in big groups. Uh, I don't have any family, so my pets are my, are my people. Uh, so things worked out the way they should, and I, I got to say I've been damn lucky too because I'm, I still get to do what I love. Uh, I'm my own boss now. Uh, I've done this for... <clears throat> about 50 years being in the media, except for those five years that I didn't, that I didn't, that I went to the dog park. So actually those five years between uh, 2004, 2005 and 2009, when they came to me and said, would you like to do a pet show? I, uh, I was doing research, you know, I didn't realize it, but I was learning about the rescue world and shelters and, and what different breeds are like. So that, that was my, that was my college of dogology and, and pets. I learned, I learned cats can have kittens at four months of age. I didn't know that before. So I, I learned a great deal and now I'm able to pass it on because of the platform that I have. So I'm, I'm lucky, but I'm also happy. And I think it's a, it fulfills a good need. Uh, people seem to like it. Um, so good. That's great. I guess. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's that. I guess that's kind of, that's how you, you know, whether something's successful, people like it. So no, that's, that's big. Well, here's the other thing too, a lot. And I'm, you're going to tell me I don't look at or act it right. I'm 66 years old. I'm going to be 67. Um, A lot of my friends who are my age, they're talking about their grandkids. They're retired. uh, They're, onto traveling in their motor home. I don't have any of those resources. So I now get to hang out with, if you will, and learn from people who are younger because they're doing more things other than just being retired. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that for me to retire would mean I have to be alone. And I like, I like people. I like talking to you. I like you know, that's, that's what I should do. And if I can pass along something positive, when you get older, when you get there, Jackson, just remember to find something that you love to do, uh, whatever that is. And that I think keeps you going. It's, mm. it's when you don't feel that you're needed or wanted. And that's, that's tough. And I, again, I've seen some older folks who have been you know, they're not in their family anymore. Nobody comes to visit them and they feel, they just feel lonely. So I don't feel lonely, even though I live alone. I've, I've got lots of friends. My family are my friends and that's, that works for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I kind of, I see that firsthand. I have in my grandparents, my one grandmother, she is always out and about, you know, hanging out with her friends doing things she shouldn't be doing, like getting on the <laughs> roof and cleaning her gutters, doing all, oh, kind, doing no. all kinds of stuff. And then the other one, you know, she just kind of hangs out at home and does crossword mm-hmm. and just the difference in their health is just crazy. Just the one that, you know, has that purpose is, is the one that's staying a lot healthier. 
So yeah. I, I think that's that's huge just to, to have a, a purpose. So and it, would, can, it, it can be anything too. I mean, it, of course, pets bring me in contact with lots of pet people. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love that. But maybe you like to crochet, maybe you like to take pictures, maybe find a group that likes to do what you want to do so you can share some experiences and, and grow. Uh, uh, life is short. You want to keep growing and keep learning and, and keep a positive, move forward. Be like the dog, keep moving forward. And, mm -hmm. and that's my best advice on having a, a happy mind. Absolutely. So, you know, you, you've talked about that you, after you took a break for, for five years and then you were approached to do this, um, this pet show. And then I believe, I think it may have turned into Good Day, but you were doing a show called Boomer TV as well. Yes. Um, so if you would tell us a little bit about, you know, exactly what Pet Pals TV is and then what Good Day TV is. And I think I called it Great Day earlier. So it's I kind of, I went a little bit higher. Day. It is Great Day. Good it Day, Great, great you Day. You were right. You were right. Yes, you were right great the day. first time. Um, Pet Pals TV again came to me 2009. Uh, a producer friend of mine came to my house and said, you want to do a pet show? And I said, uh, gosh, I don't know. I said, well, let me just volunteer to do it because I didn't, I didn't, I thought six months, it's going to go away. It's not going to last. Uh, and now here we are 11 years later. Uh, we're up in 23 markets, including LA and Washington, D.C., and Austin, Texas, and Indianapolis's base, our base. So, and it's grown, and I love doing it. So, we get to share good stories all around the country. And then uh, Great Day TV started out as Boomer TV. And then the person who started that, the magazine, she took it and went, they went to WFYI for a little while, and now it's, it's off the air. Uh, but we stayed on and continued with Great Day TV. Now, the difference between Boomer and Great Day. Boomer TV, we had to do stories of 50 plus uh, people who are over 50. Great Day TV, I can do any story. It doesn't have to, it can be a, a little girl who can sing or, you know, uh, a paraplegic who's uh, in their 90s or something. It, it doesn't have an age qualification, which opens us up a lot. And I love doing that. So we've been doing that since uh, late 2014. I've been a part of of that show, which has morphed into Great Day TV. And we're up all over. Uh, we're the only state magazine. It's called a magazine format because we use pictures, uh, lots of pictures, lots of video. So we're, we're statewide for uh, Great Day TV. And that's, that's, that's kind of cool now. But we're still indie-centric, whereas Pet Pals, the stories have to travel. It's not about the three-legged cat in Broad Ripple. It's the three-legged cat. And maybe does live in Broad Ripple, but... It, ha it, it has an appeal that's beyond Indiana. Uh, and that's, that's the glory of Pet Pals TV. So again, I'm busy I, and I, I need to be busy. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I know that you are busy, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time. <laughs> uh, oh, nice segue. I see what you did there. But I, I do, I, I do want to ask, I know that you, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, that Pets are, are kind of what, what got you out of your, your funk, but you, know, you, you did talk about how you, you suffered from um, some depression. So I do want to ask kind of what advice you give to others who, who are having you know, struggles. Obviously with COVID right now, it's a scary time. So I oh, think it's, yeah. it's always good to, to talk to someone who is kind of, I don't know that you necessarily always, ever completely overcome, but that, that you did overcome, I guess, the worst of, of it. Yeah, uh, I was taking, I was ordering pills over the internet. I was doctor shopping. I had 
It was awful. I was drinking way too much. I didn't even want to get out of bed. I considered, you know, checking out. Uh, I don't know. Suicide is a word that I didn't really think about, but I just didn't want to wake up and feel the pain. I just, just wanted to stay asleep. And that's no way to live a life. So I'm so lucky that, uh, you know, for me, it was the dog and going to the dog park that got me out and about and back into the world again. So my advice for people who are suffering depression, and I did this, I pushed everybody away. People who were my friends, I pushed everybody away. I'm an only child. I like to deal with things on my own. I can be kind of, you know, stubborn. So I thought I just, I don't want people to see me suffering or feel sorry for me. I don't want that. So just go away. Uh, that's the wrong thing to do. You really should reach out and, and get help. Maybe sometimes it's better if you reach out to somebody you don't know. Call NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, and talk to somebody on the other end of a phone who's not going to judge you because they don't know your background as far as your relationship with the rest of the family. Uh, and I do know, I've, I'm as a, again, as a representative for NAMI, uh, they are overwhelmed right now. They also say that they're, they're handling it, but it's, it's, they're busy, let's put it that way. Uh, one in five of us during this COVID period is going to suffer from some sort of mental illness. What does that mean? Yes, that means that person needs, needs help. It also means that there's a broader range of folks who understand mental illness now. They're because, hey, wait a minute, I'm depressed. Now I know what Uncle Harry was going through because I can relate to his, his depression in some way because, gosh, now I can't do this and I can't, I can't go to the game and I, I can't go to the, the, the restaurants and the bars. I can't do any of that. So maybe it's, maybe when they say we're in this together, I, I, maybe that's not a bad thing to say because we're all, we're all suffering to some extent. Um, it, it's, it's really a rough time. I've, nobody's ever seen anything like this. This is, this is crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. and, and I don't, I hate to say it, but it's not just going to go magically away in 2021. There's some people say, well, after Christmas, you know, uh, no, the, the, it's not that the pandemic is not selective as to, well, it's the end of the year. I guess we're done. It's, it's going to go on until we fix it or find a cure or make it go away in one way or another. And, and I'm not a medical expert. I'm not going to advise on that. But wear your mask. Uh, masks are not a political statement. It just, why not be better safe than sorry? Uh, you know, and I'm a real touchy person. I'd, I'd like to reach out right now and and shake your hand and give you a hug, but I, we can't do that right now, especially with people we don't know. Uh, also be aware during the season coming up, as you know, we're family gatherings. It's not gonna be as, maybe not, shouldn't be as big as they used to be. Uh, so try not to spread anything. If you don't feel well, don't go to that family gathering. They'll understand there'll be another year. Uh, it's when the, and I know people who have had it with very mild sin, uh, symptoms, um, sense of taste or smell went away or they felt sluggish. And then there are the others who are compromised because they're older or they may have an underlying condition and they are really the ones who are hit hardest and it can be fatal. So you want to be respectful of that, uh, and not take it home to grandma and grandpa, uh, it's, it's, yeah. How many times have we said challenging during this interview? But it's yeah. certainly challenging. And, and again, hug your puppy and your kitty. That's what I do.
Yeah, yeah. And and I, I was speaking to someone else who, you know, that's kind of the, the thing talking about depression and because, you know, they, they suffer from, from clinical depression. Um, but the thing that kind of struck me um, is, is, you know, you, you're talking about how there's always resources out there because, you know, there's a lot of people who, who have suffered from depression for a long time. And what they were saying is they're not necessarily worried about them. They, they figured out how to manage it. It's the people who, you know, are working from home right now who never dealt with depression before, right. don't right. know what it's like. They're feeling something right now and they're just, they don't understand it. And it's, right. it's that, those are the people to, to really worry about. So to, to know that there's resources out there, um, that, that's important. It's um, uh, when I look back uh, at my life, I think my mom was manic depressive because one day she'd be dancing, cutting the, cutting the grass in the yard and singing. And the next minute she'd be in the bedroom, door shut crying. And back then we didn't do anything. You know, we didn't, we just, well, there's mom and, and my dad would walk away and I would just sit in the closet and listen to her cry. Looking back, I'm probably inherited some of that. Uh, maybe, I don't know, by genes or, or osmosis, but I can see that I used to have big curves up and down. And now my life is pretty level. I'm, I'm more in control uh, and I'm are able to face things. Uh, and when you're young, you got all those different hormones running around. So it's, and for what we're going through now, oh, I feel so sorry. For that. They're doing e-learning, but part of growing up is being around other people and, and learning from your, your peers and relating and having friendships that could last a lifetime. And, and they're, they're at home. I, I really... I'm so sorry for kids who have to go through this. And I know that I know some of my friends that have kids in college and, and they're just, they're, they don't understand why it's still going on. And I have no answers for that. I, I guess this is something that we'll get, we, well, we will get through it. We will get through it. How? I don't know, but I know that we will. So. Yeah. 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 Well, do you have time for just two more questions? Sure. All right. So, I mean, you, you've kind of given us a lot of really good advice. So if, if you would, those who, who may be listening to this who are interested in journalism and, and getting into that, what kind of advice do you have uh, for those people? Everything's changed. It used to be, uh, I know friends of mine who used to work uh, in newspaper. Those jobs are gone. Friends of mine in radio, a friend of mine just the other day, uh, she, got, she got let go. Uh, radio has changed. Um, local broadcasters used to be able to find a lot of work and it's just, there's, there's a syndication, everybody listens to their own song, they don't necessarily turn in their, their DJ. At night, uh, you don't sit and watch the 11 o'clock news, what do you do? You go online, you pick up your phone, iPhone, oh look, that's what the president's doing. Okay, so the, 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 the times they are changing. Uh, it used to be too uh, that if you wanted to be a reporter, that's one thing. If you want to be a photographer, that's something else. Now you got to do both. Uh, I, I don't, and I'm, I, I told you earlier, I'm no techie as we were trying to get zoomed in. Um, but the, the, the kids I see now, they're lugging their equipment. Now the equipment isn't nearly as heavy. They, had, they were lugging and they were all guys because there was heavy equipment. Uh, but now if you're going to be a reporter, you better know how to shoot and edit your own stuff. Uh, now, in my opinion, it's good, but it's not great. I focus on the person and what I'm saying and what we're, our interaction. 
and I let the cameraman worry about the lighting and, and the sound. It, it's the, and for the stories that I do, they look better that way, quite frankly, because you've got, you know, everybody's got their expertise. The stuff they put on the news now, sometimes it's okay. I mean, I never thought I'd see a time where you'd put iPhone video that somebody shot and it's, it's on the national news. It looks, it's grainy, it's out of focus, it's, but it's there at the moment. That's called instant news. Mm -hmm. The problem with instant news is you can't fact check it. You just throw it up there and you can infer anything you want, which, depending on which side of the, you know, the, the scheme you're on. So it, where I, cause I'm, uh, um, I'm a member of uh, Indiana Broadcasters. And uh, when we hold a symposium or panel and the kids in college will say, what do you think? And I have to say, I don't know where it's gonna go. Uh, everything's changing and, and instant news seems to be what people want. So my best advice is learn the best that you can. Uh, follow your dream if that's what you want to do. But realize now you can't be, it used to be you excelled at one thing and now you have to have like five or 10 things that you can do. And that's just the way it is. Now, because the kids now don't know any differently, they don't know how it was, you know, for someone 50, 40, 30 years ago. Uh, technology has changed the way we see and report the news. And the other thing about uh, journalism now, and, and let's say being on the air is, no matter let's, what side or what spectrum you're on, you can find somebody or something that, that appeals to you. If you're very much to the left or very much to the right, that's not necessarily news. Those are opinions and those are personalities that are reflected. But you can find somebody who represents your point of view. Is that good? I'm the old fashioned, I like just the facts, man. And let, and let me decide from the facts. But you can sway either way. And there seems to be a great deal of, of uh, uh, people who, who like that sort of thing. So just flip around and make sure you, you, you get as many different opinions as you can. Uh, whether you like MSNBC or Fox News or whatever, flip around to the other station. What, what's the other side have to say? And then make your own opinion. Don't let the people in those situations tell you how to feel. Make sure you 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 do your you do you do your research. So it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Challenging. Yeah. Did we say that word again? Challenging. I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, obviously awesome advice. I, I didn't expect any any less. So if if you would, how uh, how can we find you? We somebody listened to uh, this podcast. Think man. Patty Spittler, she's she's really got it going on. So how can how can uh, how can we find you if it? I don't know whether there's social media or whether it's just telling them how to get on uh, how to to uh, connect with you on the TV shows. But I guess that that plug, if you would. Ah, that's the plug. There's my payoff. I like that. <laughs> um, well, Jackson, here's what you can do. Uh, how did you get in touch with me? By the way, it was Facebook, wasn't it? No, um, I mean I've I have watched Pet Pals quite a quite okay. a few times, um, but I, I just went to the Pet Pals website and okay. then emailed you from there. All right. Well, uh, Facebook. My my I have two pages. They're both open, uh, so you can find me there. Patty P A T T Y, not I P A T T Y Spittler, uh, and you can connect me. You know, send me a message on there. Yes, you can go to either of the websites as you did. Uh, Pet Pals TV. 
pet.com. Make sure you put the S and the TV. So it's petpalstv.com. You can reach me there, send a message, or go to greatdaytv.com. That's G-R-E-A-T-D-A-Y-T-V.com. And you can reach me there. Um, or send up a smoke signal. I'll, I'll find something and I'll, I'll find you. I like it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's been an, an absolute pleasure to, to spend a little bit of time with you. Oh, thank you. It was fun. It was, it, it, how lucky am I? I keep saying that. I'm just a lucky old broad. I get to do that and talk to a handsome fellow like you. Oh, this is- well, <laughs> well, thanks. There's my payoff, right? <laughs> and that was my interview with Patty Spettler. Just an amazing, amazing person. I think we could learn a lot from her when it comes to, to journalism the history of journalism, um, but not just that. Learn a lot from her when it comes to overcoming your know, major challenges. You know, she took a step back from her daily role. You know, in in journalism, and she she had some struggles. Uh, everyone does, but she came back stronger. She created a national TV show when it comes to to pets and Pet Pals TV. Created the Great Day um, TV show in the Indiana region. Um, and she just is an inspiring person and a great person to talk to. You couldn't see it in the intro um, from the Broadcasters Hall of Fame, but uh, you know they, it was rolling pictures of, of all the people she's interviewed in entertainment journalism, and it's uh, it's people that you probably heard of. You know, there was pictures of her interviewing Morgan Freeman and Dolly Parton and and Robin Williams. So just a, a an absolute giant in the industry. Definitely in this area, and uh, you know, great things are are coming. You know, she she has been in in journalism for a long time, but I hope that doesn't slow down, and I, I don't think it will. So I can't thank Patty enough for joining me, and I can't thank you enough for being here as well. So I hope to see you next time, and until then, take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.